When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, you do sound, you sound like you're on a laptop somewhere. So okay. you could just say you're in a hotel room. Yeah. Ryan, uh, some stuff happened at home. Ryan said, take a few nights, go stay at a hotel. <laughs> and, uh, so Living in a hotel, things are... Not good. Sean's in the Washington Square Embassy Suites. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper people. Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, Coco Leche, a.k.a. Sean Roney. <laughs> and I'm Edwin James, assistant to the regional manager. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. You want me to answer phones with my clothes on? <laughs> <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, our main topic, continuing our uh, location-based uh, episodes, is reception or the reception desk. Uh, we'll go to the conference room after that. We'll have some email questions, and we'll finish up with some listener-provided trivia sent to us by Rowan with a music theme. Mm. Um but uh, but let's get right into it. Today's topic is the reception area. Edwin, what 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 uh, what what made you want to pick this for today's topic? This has been an idea that I've had for a little while. Uh, obviously, it continues our series about the different physical locations, and what happens there. But I think the reception desk is a very unique sort of spot in the in the physical location of the office. But I also want to talk about the role of the receptionist and the role that they play within the show, specifically like their relationship with Michael. So we can talk about the different people that fill that role, the different sort of things that happen there and how that um, how that little zone of the office is kind of this runway that brings people in from the outside world into the office. Love it. I'm yeah, I'm excited. There's there's almost too much to talk about here. So I'm 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 excited to see where we go with this. It's definitely out of the other location episodes we've done, which has been what, the warehouse, the annex, the parking lot. The parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh Shroot Farms. Shroot Farms. I'm trying to think if that's that might be it i know we have some big ones left on the on the table still yeah mm -hmm. but this is this is the vaguest area of the ones we've done so far in that it's las vegas las mm -hmm, vegas mm -hmm, that's yeah. right good job buddy <laughs> and this has Thanks. this has uh you know it's a free-flowing space people come in and out they they do little drive-bys they come up and they knock on the desk and eat jelly beans and then they're gone and all sorts of things are Coming and going. So this is kind of a tough one to talk about. We, we were having a little trouble. Like, how do we structure this exactly? Uh, so how do, yeah. where do we start? I well, mean, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Sean, wait really quick. We should say you're in a hotel. You you sound. I am. I'm on, I'm on the road. Apologies for the sound. Quality. He doesn't have his microphone. Um, didn't fit in the suitcase. So he's on a lecture circuit. He's on his own lecture circuit. <laughs> Yeah. So if you have a letter on your laptop entitled Dear Sean, just 
pull it off your desktop. We're not going to disclose so that... where he is, so just start <laughs> popping into your local motel okay. conference rooms and see if he's given a speech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think a good place to start with this is with Pam. I think obviously Pam being the receptionist is such an integral part of the early structure of the office. She's kind of the gateway to to the world. Like all of the phone calls go through her. How many episodes begin with uh, Michael rushing in and, and Pam kind of having to corral him? What's going on, Michael? Michael, mm-hmm. we don't know what you're talking about. Um, or a number of episodes just begin with her explaining what's going on in the office. Um, mm-hmm just kind of helping set the stage. And I feel like there's the way that it's structured too with that little couch is just like there's a little bit of runway for when people come in and they can make an announcement, they can make an appearance, they stop and say hello to Pam. Um, and I feel like also her relationship with Michael is is interesting because she's like, it's very mm-hmm. sort of, she's also kind of his assistant in a way or he, he tries to get her to be his assistant and help with different like things. Like personal assistant. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So th- there's like, the reception role is actually very dynamic where yes. you think it might just be answering phones. I would say too, I mean, you know, there's at least two, um, uh, you know, very important romances that bud at the reception desk. Of course, uh, I'm talking about Andy and Aaron and another one that I, now I can't remember what, who it is, but. Tim and Don. <laughs> Tim and Don. <laughs> That's dude. right. Tim <laughs> and Don. My God. Uh, no, of course I'm talking about Jim and Pam. Um, uh, you know, but, I, Roddy and Creed might have knocked boots. There's no way of knowing. <laughs> I would say no doubt about it. <laughs> there, there's also something to be said about how that desk is like a round, is like, has that round semicircle shape. It often feels like from the camera's point of view, you're looking from the reception desk out yes. into the bullpen. Yes. Um, Pam does kind of have that role where she's one person department sort of removed uh, from the rest of the office and watching the rest of the action. Could you imagine? We've we've talked about props you'd want on the show, but could you imagine getting that curved reception desk and just kind of making it into a bar at your house or something? Like, <laughs> oh man, such that a flex! Would be... Yeah, it'd be like, Dunder Mifflin. This is Sean, and then you <laughs> then you pour it. <laughs> you had a tap yeah, of beer right there. <laughs> Orange vod juice, cuz. And then I would be like, just just Dunder Mifflin, and you'd be like, yeah. oh okay, that's better. Dunder Mifflin, this is. Dunder Mifflin, this is. That is better. Yeah, we see it. We see Pam take on this very functional supporting role. Uh, but then I think partly to service her character and partly to give the show kind of a different angle on this, like we see her transition out of that to go to art school. Um, mm-hmm. But then when she comes back, she doesn't really come back as the receptionist for very long. She very quickly. Um, they go through the Michael Scott paper company arc and Aaron comes aboard. And then you have the relationship between Michael and Aaron for the rest of the season. Um, I think like the way that Michael interacts with Aaron is kind of the way that he wishes he could interact with Pam, where she's kind of willing to help him and do anything that he wants. Um, And they just have such a funny and interesting rapport. Um, You meaning he wants a receptionist that has a little bit of respect for him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, well, we go along with whatever and have fun doing it. Uh, yeah, that I mean, it is true, and you, you made a really good point too about Michael treating the receptionist like his assistant, which is not like she's the receptionist for the whole branch. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you mentioned also she, her being a uh, you know one person department, um, which is sort of, I, I mean, if you were to make a rough hierarchy of like positional power in the office, I mean, it, I mean, I guess leaving the warehouse out, you you would come down to at the end, it would be reception, right after what annex or ryan slash annex and then it feels like sales has a more a little more clout than accounting right mm-hmm. like if i were i would oh, go, i would go like i would go like michael i go jim and dwight as the number two sales accounting whatever meredith and creed are up to annex reception roughly mm-hmm. roughly and i don't want other i hate putting it that way but that's just how that's how businesses work I don't know what my point is there, but now we it's, have a nice uh, map to no, go from. I mean, okay, I mean, but that's <laughs> but that's kind of what everyone else in the office thinks too, right? I mean, that's thank I mean, you, Sean. Like that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that is certainly how they're treated, and I mean, it, we see, you know, we see Andy trying to make, um, 
to to recognize the importance of reception on uh, you know Secretary's Day or whatever it is. <laughs> Did you um, see this? <laughs> right. It's it's really nice. It's really nice, Andy. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Figured we keep things savory while Oscar's mouth is in Kanker Country. That's that's, that's that's one of the all time an all time Andy moment. But uh, but no, I mean, I guess too. Like, I, I'm just I'm just thinking about the beginning of of the show and how much you know Michael wants to perform in front of the cameras in front of reception. He always wants. Like he seems to always really enjoy those moments where Pam is, I mean, I think Michael sees himself as, you know, the magician with the beautiful assistant, Michael, the magic. Mm. Yes. And, uh, and so he does a lot of his performance for the cameras in front of reception with, you know, Pam acting as both prop and audience Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) for, for those, for those moments. Michael, the magic's a good thing to bring up. Hey, that's that's a bit we've just rarely ever talked about on this show for something that's <laughs> so good. Like, we just haven't... I can't remember us ever really talking about Michael, the magic. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a perfect example of the use of that space because it's kind of, at least in the main bullpen area and in the, in the office, uh, it's kind of the only open space that Michael has to address everyone and do things like escape out of a straitjacket or dance around in his in his casual Friday jeans. Um, all, all sorts of things that happen. D'Angelo's juggling show, that works its way around the room, of course. But um, that's it's, it's Michael's pulpit is what the front, of, the front of area reception, which means he's often right in front of Pam, which they play for great comedy. I mean, whenever Pam lobs a comment from behind Michael while he's in the middle of a speech, it just always works really well. Um, and I, I would argue that no, no other bit makes more use of the space than Michael the magic losing the key <laughs> Dwight co- or uh, Jim covering it with his foot <laughs> everything about it's just great and the start you also <laughs> you also continuing off your thought you get a lot of dramatic entrances you get yes. after uh, in casual Friday when Michael and Ryan and Pam make their entrance and Michael punches through the paper question mark <laughs> um, you have uh, in uh, yeah yeah where Michael is, is throwing, like he's watching Devil Wears Prada and he makes that grand entrance when he gets gum in his hair, when he realizes there's wet cement oh. outside. Yeah. He And uh, the other one that I'm thinking of is when Dwight storms in, the episode is the promotion where he comes in. He's a t- if I can have everyone's attention, fraud was committed, um, but he gets quickly overshadowed by the co-manager of promotion. But of there's that element of entering that space and moving through it very quickly that gives you this sort of runway into the, into the office world. You mentioned the gum mm-hmm. in the hair. I don't know if this happens to that, but... Anytime Michael comes into the office and then just sits on the couch there, you know he's having a bad, <laughs> like, bad day. <laughs> anyone, mm-hmm. anyone sitting on that couch who's who works it there is just like that's where they go to get away from the rest of the office, even though it's mm-hmm. right there. What what Edwin was saying just made me think of something too. It's like it is it is that checkpoint for for entering, and so there's a few times where you actually get people stopped there, right? Sure. It's like hot girl. Right. Is you get uh, Amy Adams is stopped there. And then, you know, Michael can Valentine's see Day, window, like, all the flower deliveries coming in, all the flower deliveries. But uh, there's you the have that kid. one cold open where the guy is coming in to sell, um, you know, telephone answering systems. Mm-hmm. And he is he's stopped cold yeah. by Jim and Pam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to hey! mention. <laughs> not to mention all the other. The, Let's the go managers to someone that, else. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, the other managers that you get interviewing for the the role in search committee, uh, when Michael is put in his two weeks, and they bring in that guy, the outside hire, um, and he's sitting on the couch and he's about to interview. There is an element of Dun- of Pam welcoming people to Dunder Mifflin in addition to answering the phones. Yeah, um, yeah. Jan walking. Uh, there's one I watched in prepping for this performance review when Jan walks in, and it's a lo- it's a it's a shot from in the back, but we watch Jan walking through the door, and then it's just Kevin in the foreground. He turns back to the camera. And he goes. Oh. Because they all know (laughs) about Michael and Jan. That that angle through both Michael office windows into that hallway. Yeah, that's used sparingly, but always to great effect. And part of the the relationship between Pam and Michael is that she's really good at kind of realizing that something's going on and needing to communicate it out to everyone else. But what's wrong, Michael? Mm -hmm. 
Michael, you have to tell us what you're thinking. You know, uh, <laughs> like she she's really good at reading him and supporting him in that way, um, which I think is like an important sort of like figure to have in the office. An important figure for Michael to kind of convey it there. One more one more checkpoint moment that I was thinking of mm. too was just when Dwight becomes manager and then Aaron is kind of you know tasked the gatekeeper. With- Yes, she's literally the gatekeeper. She has to accept the password. I love, I love that scene so much. It's it's so broad comedically, but I do I really, really love it. Break protocol. Break protocol. <laughs> uh, I mean, speaking of uh, one last checkpoint is Aaron, for me is Aaron uh, needing to save the ants that are eating each other uh, as yeah. Ollie sits there talking. Yeah, it just the, has to be done. That. And as far as checkpoints, they blow through that checkpoint when they do parkour. They just oh, yes. burst yes, through the door, <laughs> like knock the painting off the wall. They're on the couch, and that's where Michael makes his first his first sort of appeal to the camera: parkour. Yeah. <laughs> that also reminds me of the time when Michael dances on the reception desk with the jeans. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually on the table next to the sofa, not on the reception desk. Ah, dang it! But he's he in do- the gar- he's in the garbage cans. He's in the garbage yeah. cans. He does sit, I believe, on the on the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, Michael does a lot. Michael does a lot to that desk. He puts a whole. Uh, he, a whole he's also butter, laying butter on my, the floor. Butter my bread. There's butter <laughs> on my desk. And he's just, and then he's just like, I need something to clean this up. It just leaves it there. It's yeah, <laughs> like there's butter all over my hands. Yeah, it's well, sorry, and uh, Sean, you were talking about uh, Michael laying on the floor, just uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's really> <laughs> you, like, you know, what? you can go into your office for this. I like the attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, His yeah. feet are just sticking out. Yeah. That's all you see. He also uh-huh. does that uh, when he's dealing with the Donna breakup, right? Or he sits back there. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's laying down, but. It's 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 like a little cave for Michael to go in to both be alone yet be the center of attention, which is exactly which is Pam having to be like, what's wrong? And yeah, I mean, I, I love that physical sort of space, the entry, the gateway yes. to the office, because uh, that does kind of separate the office from the mm-hmm. real, real world. I, I, I felt the same way kind of about the parking lot. This is kind of transitional transitory yes. space. Um, I think, too, that the other thing that happens with that is that. As Pam like stops becoming receptionist and Aaron moves in, Pam gains so much more agency as a character that it doesn't make a lot of sense for her to still be in that receptionist role. Um, yeah, she knows Michael too well almost to stay yeah. in that role. She wouldn't let Michael they, talk to her like she was an assistant anymore. Exactly, and when they bring in Aaron, they bring in a character who uh, does have that respect for Michael, who is so. Uh, just like I'm trying to think of the right word, but like, like kind of naive, just really beaming with enthusiasm, uh, just so happy to be there. Um, and then like their their dynamic is so different; it's almost father daughter in a way that they acknowledge. Got that bimbo. Got it, bimbo. <laughs> yes, yes, all of that. Like I, I love the way that Michael and Aaron's relationship plays out. But over seasons like six, seven, eight, or six, seven, excuse me. Um, yeah, I just I absolutely love it. The way that right she's kind of is. Right back at you, bitch. Damn it. <laughs> She's his right-hand man. I haven't had drops in a couple weeks. I'm a little rusty. That's uh, okay. <laughs> uh, a really important element of the reception, outside of everything we said, is the fact that there is the uh, fax machine behind it, which mm. allows, in many instances, the reception area to be used as a point of recon, as a point to do surveillance on the rest of the office. Where it's positioned allows you to see everything that's going on and kind of look out over everyone. Now, Dwight mainly uses this to great effect. I'm thinking he'll kind of linger around that fax machine when he's listening to Andy talk to Pam and get set up with Angela. Yep. That happens several times uh, as he he wants to talk to Pam uh, discreetly. And so by doing that, he lingers looking at a fax at reception mm-hmm. for like 10 minutes. Uh, Jim also uses this area as a as a place to do surveillance a little bit. When he whenever he gets behind the desk with Pam, he's really working on a prank. He's working on oh, yeah. you know something big. Um, but the fact that that Pam's position there allows her to be an accomplice to Jim in so many ways, where she can. The thing about her too is that her hands are hidden from everyone else. Where everyone else's their desk is just open, but Pam can like type something or say move an umbrella uh, to use a to move a coat rack. She can do those things behind the desk. It's it's kind of this, 
it's sort of an area that's often used for uh, secret stuff or stuff that we don't we don't totally see, you wouldn't see if you were working in the office. Right, like when she's pretending to be uh, Dunder Mifflin Infinity AI. Oh yeah, typing. Yep. Also, yep, exactly. another time. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. I thought you were going to say Computron for a sec. No, that is Dwight. Are you calling me wrong? <laughs> you mentioned Jim going up there, but like that is a big place where their their romance kind of comes together. Is Jim leaning on the desk and eating jelly beans like that? The that place, is a big piece. Of, I would argue. Yeah, and then that little space in between them where they do the air high five, uh, and they're trying to shoot things into Dwight's mug. Um, they they just that that is the space where they're, mm-hmm. they where they kind of come together. It's yeah. such a point of drama in their relationship, just as a stage for where things happen. I mean, how many times uh, do we see in the first season into the second of like Jim is there and Roy comes up after work or whatever he's done, and like he link he hangs out at the reception desk, and there's sometimes where Jim is standing there, Roy comes up, and Jim kind of gets just knocked, like he just mm-hmm. has to leave. And go back to his desk because it's not really a space for two people to hang out. And if it's Roy there, he's gone. Um, there's the scene when Roy comes to pick up Pam and um, her mom, and he's kind of like dressed nice, and he's like, "I'll get some tunes in the yeah. car. Like, you want some oldies? Like, hey, it's some oldies. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like there's. Uh, he also oh, does man, it. With, I hate him so much in that moment. I know. I know. Uh, not, and then there's that moment where Pam's mom comes to visit, and she says, "Which yes. one's Jim?" Another kind of right. like, let's scan the whole place. I think it's literally that same moment, like yeah. af- right after he backs out of the room. Mm-hmm. You're right with the finger guns. Yeah. She's well, like, he's so he's he's doing this nice. He's actually it's a dance move that you do a lot, Sean, and I think that's why you hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's like a, he does like this like angled double pump that is a that Sean Ronnie, a Sean Ronnie classic. It'd be but, hilarious. But but I I. I love I love the the receptionary is just perfect. I mean, how many times do we see a shot that's happening and then the focus changes to the background that's happening in reception? I mean, that's the perfect example of Pam and her mom talking. Um, but it's a little perch. It's a little perch for things to be happening, twittering to be going on, um, intrigue, drama, romance, everything in between. One of my favorite sight gags in the whole show is when it just cuts to Dwight and he's eating all the black jelly beans. You're out of Blackwoods. Yeah. <laughs> what is that licorice flavor? Yeah. Like jelly? yeah. It's just the black teeth while he's talking to her. Brushing his teeth with butter and clay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny I mean that it's it's I mean it's pretty much stays jelly beans. I'm trying to think. Outside of Andy's foray into reception, like it's pretty steady snack. Hot tamales. Are there? It's Coco pretty, leche. It's, yeah, that's, Coco oh, that's leche. right. You're right. She she does rotate yeah. it only through. after Michael gives permission. Of course, new year, new candy. Woohoo! This Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love uh, this hog, Mama. <laughs> other other great moments that don't involve Pam or Aaron, um, or Cyclops even... just bursting through the door. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> or Cyclops sweeping the desk. Yeah. Um, certainly, I mean, we had our episode about Hank not too long ago, I, him testing the chair. He takes the jelly bean too. of like having the jelly beans. It's nice and warm up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but also just the way that all of, um, the CEOs and the CFOs and the, um, uh, you know, what's Jan's job again or Ryan's job again? I can't remember, you know, regional. Yeah. VP. Not regional manager, VP. but, you know, uh, the way that all those king people, of the stupid universe. <laughs> yeah, we got I mean, it's like, you know, Ryan always enters with that, like throwing his briefcase on the couch or something. It, How's, How's my, my favorite, favorite branch, branch doing? doing? Yeah, exactly. And but you know, you always get like something from Robert California coming in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's hung over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a wa- one man Saturnalia <laughs> last night. <laughs> he walks in and just starts shushing. Shh, shh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, he leaves his. I mean, the list is predicated that he leaves his mm-hmm. his journal at reception. You found my journal and distributed it. <laughs> and you, you found my journal and made copies and yeah. distributed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't they live did. as long as I have without a healthy fear of snakes, Bobby. 
<laughs> now we're cooking. <laughs> nice to have I, the drops back. I do want to talk. I mean, unless you want to, unless there are the moment like things in this you want to talk about. I want to talk about Michael and Aaron because I feel like that version mm. of the manager receptionist relationship is is so interesting just because we get someone who is kind of working with michael as his right hand man and like we get to even we in just like in the pilot where we see michael fake fire pam that's one of the first things we see we one of the first things that we get to see michael interacting with aaron is when he fake fires pam again he says what's the receptionist's name and she's just like, aaron will you send her in here please <laughs> and he, he fake he fake fires Aaron as well, but then it's the beginning of their I think one of my favorite relationships on the entire show. It's just, really good. Yeah. The if the be like just at the beginning of Scott's Tots, when he's just sitting in one of the chairs and she's behind the desk cleaning out his inbox. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is she comes into Michael's office to do stuff, which is like mm-hmm. Pam would not be doing that. Uh, Ooh, who's hungry. hungry. <laughs> yeah. But those little yeah, the passing of post it notes. Uh mm-hmm. The Michael just really appreciates just a little bit of service from from the receptionist. He wants to feel like he has that assistant um, help. Well, him. and it it's uh it creates a lot of comedic things too, where it's like Michael is turning to Aaron for like some expert assistance. You know, mm-hmm. where's my go bag? It's empty. You are telling me now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they were they're kind of in conjunction on something it's, like yes. this. Like, why would Aaron think to fill up Michael's go bag? Perfect example: bringing Aaron in to shave him next to D'Angelo with just a dry <laughs> razor on a dry yeah. face. <laughs> shave me. <laughs> the way she does it. But he's like, he's like, you're what I got. We're gonna make this work, and um, she, you know, she's willing to do it. The happy, the happy box, sad, happy box, sad box moment mm-hmm. is fantastic between them. Then he sprays her with the champagne. Yeah, and she's into it. She's like, "This is yeah. great." She's very genuinely happy for him. When, and, uh, I feel like we're, I feel like we're veering into Michael's office a little bit too much. We bring us back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bring us back, baby. I, yeah, back. I guess that, uh, that's fine. I mean, I think uh, reel us in. <laughs> I, I think too, like just the way that. Uh, Michael is able to uh, like turn to Aaron all the time um, with these little funny things, and the way that like other characters are able to manipulate Aaron, like in Koi Pond, when uh, Mike, like uh, Aaron says, "Hey, Michael, they uh, I, corporate calls you. They heard you made a big splash at the meeting." <laughs> like they can, they can, and then Kevin from behind the plant, just, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> He's like, "I'm sorry, that was so mean." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or oh wait, actually, that reminds me of too when Aaron is like, "Oh, oh my God, I just got accepted into art school." <laughs> like, I just won an art contest. Yeah, I still don't know why. I still don't know why you wanted me to say that. Yeah. That moment always makes me laugh. Just the Dwight laugh, so self satisfied. It is. <laughs> Speaking of, I will say too. I'm sorry. Speaking of Kevin, I, I love the wall between reception and. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and how that is wall. used several times, particularly be- between Angela and Pam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time. Oh, yeah, Andy is spying behind the plant. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> By the way, shout out, to, shout out to Andy's stance when he's talking to Pam about yeah. it being interested in Angela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wide legged. And I punched a hole through a wall. It gets so. He is standing at this insane angle. Like his feet are so <laughs> wide. I don't know. It cracks me up every time because he does not need to stand that way. I mean, it is to, it is interesting too how it's like just the fact that that you know table is tall enough to lean on is you know like you see Michael awkwardly try and hang with Jim a few times and like sit on his desk or just kind of stand over him, put his foot up on, and it's just always uncomfortable. High foot up on the desk. But everyone has the power when you're leaning up on that mm-hmm. counter. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, dude. I've seen you lean on a counter, Sean. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I mean, a, a couple other things like when um, when Michael becomes the manager again in Manager and Salesman Season 6, uh, he returns to his office and Aaron is there to help him with the keyboard, the humidifier, the dehumidifier, the fan, the foot fan, and the food dehydrator. And they play a little bit of bossa nova. Yeah. 
Egypt. And uh, then again, then the other thing that uh, that comes to mind is in um, again in Scott's thoughts when he has Aaron look over the uh, itinerary. Aaron is always worried about being compared to Pam. You oh. really are the you really are the best. Yeah, she's, she's kind of a legend. Do you want me to print out a new itinerary with Pam's name on it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you are the you are the best. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she, whenever she yields to Pam, it's always mm-hmm. really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and uh, Pam, you fax this. Who cares how Aaron's feeling? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 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 Oh, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron yeah. with that horrific monster mask on during Halloween, sitting at reception, trying to see Just, what she's doing. <laughs> and then sitting on the phone. <laughs> or as the, uh, in the puppy, co- uh, puppy costume, when, uh, mm. she, she, when Dwight makes her laugh, Hey, Aaron, I'm eating Jim. He's just sitting on that couch. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh! And she, she has to like run to the bathroom. <laughs> and that is of course also where Dwight finds a little pill. Hello, my little pill. Oh what yeah, do you do. He's yeah. got the nose on. <laughs> yeah, the pig nose. God, yeah. it's like a like a pig Hello, finding truffles. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you we also, can talk. Oh yeah, go ahead. I, I'm just gonna say that little couch too. There's a few. There's a few memorable moments that happen mm. on that little couch. Dwight hides yeah. a bow and arrow under there at all times. Yes. Dwight hides uh, a bow and right? arrow. Is that under the right there? weapon? Think so. Well, That's a tough trivia. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we've done that trivia. Where, where his weapons are. Yeah. We um we we get to see Michael and Jim uh, sit and talk about a rebound. I think in Benihana Christmas on that couch. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwight, I, I just Dwight stays the night go. under a space blanket during local ad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the shot the of him scrabble. The shot, the shot of him waking up. It's just like, and the, the crinkle of that blanket. Yeah, <laughs> just, so just in his tiny whiteies. <laughs> Uh, uh, we I get the Scrabble yeah. game. Oh yeah, the end of, of uh, uh, Aaron playing Scrabble with Gabe. I Words with friends. Oscar losing his yeah. temper. Words with friends, which was the Wordle of 2014. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh yeah, earlier than that. Shout out earlier to Wordle. Than that. Yeah. Was it? Was it before? Oh, yeah, I guess. Well, so. I think the office ended in 2013. He's right. I think. I think. I think. God, I just um, got really sad. There. Uh, I think this is when Andy is reception, but just they're all sitting around and enjoying the, and Creed just says, huh, dwell. He's reading <laughs> oh, dwell magazine. magazine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Jan falling asleep, uh, taking a nap on the couch and then waking <laughs> yeah. up and Holly being like, you know, mm-hmm. or where, where's Astrid? I think she's on a business call. Wham, more paper. Wham. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, where is she? Coffee break. <laughs> yeah. uh, we should talk about some of the other characters that hold that receptionist role. I think you, yeah, yeah, they hold them in yeah. brief stints. I mean, I thought it was funny that you had the drop from Elizabeth earlier about how Dwight wanted yeah, to answer phones. I, I just was the funniest. I was looking at the list of receptionists, and uh-huh. I just I thought about that line. Like, you have Kevin. <laughs> your call is very important to us. Yeah. Please stay yeah. on the line. Um, <laughs> My maid died. Yeah, of course yeah. we have Andy, who uh, is such a natural. He fits right in. God, he should have been there the whole time. Yeah, and he Pam, really should have been there. The whole well, time. and Pam just says like, "Andy, this is this job sucks," and you know it. Like she's, yeah, she's uh, she's she's talking him out of it. But he does such a good job. I feel like he should stay there. This was your freshman yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get, we also get uh, we get Ryan. We get Ryan. How's my favorite branch doing? Uh, we get Ryan. Uh, Twice actually fills in mm-hmm. in the carpet when uh, Jim and Pam are gone, and then of course back in weight loss uh, as he's after he is rehired and mm-hmm. loses the job to Pam. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, and also mm-hmm. even even I love like even in the Michael Scott paper company arc when there's that little battle over like who's going to make a copy for Michael, and it feels like. Whoever does this is the receptionist, uh, which Pam mm-hmm. is not going to do. I think I thought I always thought it was funny that Ronnie doesn't really do anything wrong. No, not Michael. At all. Michael just dismisses her in between no, part one and part two. Herself down there. And... Yeah. There's, there's. Okay, there is. Here's why Michael doesn't like her because she just does her job and nothing else. Mm-hmm. 
What the worst thing she does is say, "Does anyone want to dance?" When they're all eating fruit <laughs> oh, in that man. really sad party, <laughs> people just walk out of the room. There's a so in that in that episode, they have Pam on the laptop, kind of on the um, I guess it's like a FaceTime video Skype call kind of thing, um, and uh, he says, <laughs> and, uh, she he asks Pam to help him find the the posters that he likes on the supply shelf, and he takes her uh, takes the computer with him. But there's a deleted scene where she says, Mensa here doesn't know. He's talking about Ronnie. Yeah. Mensa yeah. here doesn't know where these supplies are. And he also says, she also, or maybe she says, um, I'm getting some of the lines wrong, but he calls her Mensa. Like, Mensa here doesn't know how to make the orange creamsicle juice. And it's like, <laughs> it's like orange juice. <laughs> Pam says, it's like orange juice, heavy cream, and like three packets of Splenda. Oh, and, Ronnie, yeah. and Ronnie says, oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> 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 i think michael just does i think michael just hates any or he just gets it makes him sad or uncomfortable when he sees like people older than him who are not like at a higher level because he he sees like oh no that's me so i think he just that's how he feels about ronnie i speaking also of which love, oh, really yeah. quick shout out to the podcast my year in mensa if you haven't heard of it hmm. uh Ooh. i can't recommend it enough it's a the comedian jamie loftus who Spent a year. She she like took a Mensa test, like hung over one morning just for fun, and did so well that she like was accepted into the Mensa club. And then it's just her documenting her year going to Mensa functions, and it is <laughs> so funny and so weird and messed up. Awesome. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> I think uh, this deviates from the physical location a little bit, but I also love when we get some of the other receptionists. You get a uh, you get Rolando up in Utica. Um, and you get the other receptionist up in corporate. I don't know if we ever get her Grace. name. Grace, that's right. You're right. You're right. Who gives Michael that little look after he says, and I look forward to working with you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also uh, on Dunderpedia, it's saying there's the, the Stanford receptionist is named Polly. So, mm. sure. Mm. Fine. Hey, Rolando, you could talk to Pam. Maybe the two of you could have a little friend date. <laughs> I... <laughs> the, Everyone is waiting for you in the conversation. I, you're late. <laughs> I, the, I was gonna say, man, that l- tiny little hello round again. Hi, Michael. Is hi, Michael. Is an incredible acting job. There's so much weight in that of like, how many phone calls has this dude taken? Where Michael's just fucking with him. To, there, but he just says hi in that tone. Hi. There's Michael. there's also in Branch Wars when. Uh, when uh, I, I think it's in Branch Wars, but he comes back and Pam says, how humiliating. Rolando told me everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine that phone call where Rolando calls Pam? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we also there's also that delete. I can only imagine what that call must have been like, especially knowing there's that deleted scene with Michael and Dwight trapped against the railing with the copier. Have you seen that? Mm. They're like they show them physically stuck against the railing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Dwight says Dunder Mifflin, and he just sprays silly string into the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going going back to actually calls made at reception. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, Pam, there's two calls that happen near there that are actually very interesting to me. One is in Casino Night. She actually calls her mom from Jim's phone, right? Yeah. Like she walks up and she's not at reception. But then later, uh, uh, very soon after that in season three, when she's on her way out and gets a call from Jim, who's trying to get a hold of Kevin, she sits down at reception and they have that whole talk and they, mm-hmm. they stay up late or whatever talking to each other. This is when Michael gets back in Survivor Man, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! No, that's no, how no. she answered. Not well, that's what. Uh, what is Michael coming back from? Oh no, no, no! Sorry, it's it's Ryan and Dwight at initiation. Mm-hmm. That's what they're coming back from. Anyway, um, I, but the, the, oh the, my God, was just when she answers the phone and she realizes it's Jim. That's oh it yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, um, so there's those like actually making calls. Those, those two huge moments, which are like, I think the time when it's like she, Jim and her finally came together and then lost it and then kind of gets starts to get rekindled when they have that phone call and sort of cross their past. Um, nothing like the phone call that happens in the convention. Say hi. Say hi, Pam. <laughs> hi, Pam. Yeah. Hi, Pam. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I want to say that's like the, the end of the list. I mean, so many other things happen um, in that little zone and with those characters. But I always thought that this piece of The Office was like, it's just a, a, a different way to think about The Office, chopping it up in that physical location and all the different characters who populate that desk in that space. Um, I've just, I've always found it really, really compelling. Definitely. And no, I, this was really fun to just put all these moments together. Fun. In, in... Fun. Fun. <laughs> I sure would be. Wasn't talking to you, pale face. <laughs> Excited for them, I mean. Uh, uh, well, there you have it. Uh, the reception desk. The receptionists. The receptionists. The reception area. Uh the couch next to it i mean and how um, how iconic is dunder mifflin this is pam that is one of the yeah most like recognizable mm. lines in the entire show one of the uh one la one last note I, I in season four ryan my favorite ryan who is weaponizes the word reception in a weird way i feel like when he's talking about he's talking to jim about his performance review hey while i have you here let me talk to you about your performance and he's like i know how you spend your time here i know how much time you spend off goofing, goofing off with dwight and hanging out at reception instead of saying mm -hmm. like talking to Pam, which is all he does there. But the fact that he says right. hanging out at reception for some reason uh, always yeah. sticks with me that it's like, you know, you're saying that in like a corporate way now because you're in this job. A hundred percent. And I mean, and just the fact too, that we know that Ryan has like tried to hit on Pam or ask her out before. And Karen, apparently, according to, right. according to Ryan. According mm -hmm. to noted fraudster Ryan Howard, can't have any girl he wants. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I that you're absolutely right. That's such a that's kind of like a brilliantly written line that he doesn't go straight for. Yeah, like you and Pam, he's like, you're hanging he's out, goofing at off with Dwight, but then hanging out at reception. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's also part of the performance review that uh, Michael reads for David Wallace. Spends way too much time at reception. Spends uh, too much Toby. time distracting other salesmen. Not at all what he thinks he oh, is. Oh, Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby. Yeah. But Michael reads it to, to, to David, yeah. But people don't I, say uh, Pam. Do people don't say Jim talking to Pam. It's hanging out at reception. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Goofing off with Dwight. I, uh, yeah. I, I couldn't find it just now, but I still have my post-it notes that say Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam that I bought years and years oh, and nice. years ago. They're still sealed somewhere. I'm sure, yeah. Oh, they're still sealed. <laughs> you don't have I was the... going to say like yellowed and crinkly by this point. No. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you don't have post-it notes that say, hey, buddy, with a little hot dog on it. You should. We should make those. We should sell them. Dude. Yeah. We'll, we'll, see, if, we'll see if we'll... they're on Printful. We'll put them on the store. I'm sure and, somebody and... else has them on their Etsy shop or whatever. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> Any other final thoughts on reception? No, I, I mean, well, I say no, and then I'm going to give you one. Uh, there's, uh, I just that relationship, I think, is so fundamental. The the manager and the receptionist. Uh, it's it's such a it's, it's such kind of a backbone of the show, especially when Michael is the manager. He needs someone to uh, help him out, to support him, to to do these weird little tasks that he needs. Um, and uh, I, it's one of my favorite dynamics in the show. There you have it. There you have it, reception. We will head into the conference room after this short break. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in the car while you run into the gas station for a snack. Most of the time, you're probably fine. But what if you come back to see someone driving off with your car? Or what if you're like Michael and you come out of the bathroom to see that Jim has driven off and left you at the gas station? Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, cafes, hotels, airports, etc., any hacker on that same network can gain access to your personal data, like your passwords or your financial details, and it doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone. Just some cheap hardware is needed. A smart 12-year-old could do it. Also, your data is valuable. Uh, I don't need to tell you that. Uh, that is an absolute premium. Why use ExpressVPN? It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that hackers can't steal your sensitive data. Uh, and it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Just fire up the app and click one button to get protected and it works on all your devices, your phone, your laptop, your tablet, what have you, so you can stay secure wherever you're going. Using ExpressVPN is super important because it's just a way to stay protected when you're surfing the internet. Um, and it's just a, an important thing to have just to make sure that you yourself are covered. I mean, just in Scott's thoughts, we had Aaron going through Michael's uh, inbox and 
She sees that there's about 30 news alerts for nip slip. <clears throat> what? Nip slip. Michael says, must be hackers. If Michael had ExpressVPN, maybe he wouldn't have had that moment. Uh, maybe the hackers wouldn't have gotten into his inbox. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Scott. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Scott. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash Scott. Okay, everybody, listen up. If you are not in that conference room in two minutes, I am going to kill you. All right, y'all. A few emails here for the conference room. All of these touching on some uh, episode ideas so maybe we'll toss them around and figure out what our next episode is going to be based off Give me this. what you got first one is a email from bradley who says hey guys long time listener huge fan of the show i have a potential topic for a conference room involving character portrayals slash alternate personalities on the show i.e mm. prison mike oscar's rational costume as it were kerrigan from starcraft uh, I was inspired by this photo, including various Dwight personas, to create a double elimination bracket to determine who the ultimate fighter is. <laughs> Hopefully they go down <laughs> to that warehouse, crack some skulls, chicklist style. Um, yeah. I would love to expand this bracket to include even more characters. Hopefully you will consider this idea for your future episode. Thank you for all you do. Mm. Bradley, who said, uh, oh, wow. Happy Earth Day. Sincerely, Bradley. <laughs> Way back in April. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. he he re, he resent it recently because okay. we get a lot of email, so sometimes people resent. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Earth Day to you! You know why not? Why not have an early <laughs> and belated Happy Earth Day? Um, so he he's so right now he has a six team bracket. Wow, this is sixteen or six team six. Sorry, six team. Uh, okay. Just of Dwight's. Um, so here's all of Dwight's characters, and I'm guessing he's thinking like a just kind of battle royale if they all fought mm-hmm. each other. You tell me who you think would win, and I'll tell you who Bradley had win. You have Gun Safety Dwight. You have Jacques. <laughs> Sou- you have Jacques Souvenier. You have CPR mm-hmm. Dwight, <laughs> aka uh, Hello Clarice. Uh, Belschnickel. Mm. Kerrigan from Starcraft. <laughs> Recyclops. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and that's it. That's it. So those are the six. I feel like I feel like you know, final three are going to be Kerrigan, uh, Recyclops, and uh, and uh, can we add Dwight? I think I think if for an episode we would do this with like more characters, like all alter egos That'd on the fun. show. This is yeah. just a Dwight bracket, a small Dwight bracket. Well, no, I'm thinking of other Dwights. I'm thinking of the Florida Dwight that's been bitten by a radioactive Dwight. I'm Pumpkin thinking Dwight. of uh, Pumpkin, Pumpkinhead Dwight, the the black belt Dwight. Uh, also, ideal world Dwight. In an mm. ideal world, I would have all ten fingers on my left hand, so my right hand could just be a fist for punching. <laughs> so, <laughs> there are a lot of different Dwights that we could bring into this world. That's I'll true. take the wizard. <laughs> Fancy gentleman, Dwight. Of course. Yeah. Pretty Excuse me, Dwight. sir. Good day to you. Yeah. Good day. <laughs> that's a great idea. Coffee This is. A, this is a, we'll have to do this. I think it'd be yeah. fun to make a larger bracket. So if, if maybe on Earth Day, <laughs> if people do it on Earth Day, if people out there have ideas or brackets, or mm-hmm. if someone can send us a list of like all the alter egos you can think of, we'll, we'll fill in the blanks and go for it. Uh, for the record, uh, Bradley had for Cyclops winning this battle i mean he has the armor he, he does has the mechanical suit he was in the final against gun safety dwight i'm assuming because gun safety dwight has a gun and that is going to go a long way against most of these most of these yeah. people uh anyway that's from, a gun that just goes off it, yeah but he doesn't control it just sort of <laughs> goes off at some point uh thank you for that one bradley let's go now to michael michael from New Jersey, who's uh, who says this? Okay, I've been listening for over a year. I've had plenty of thoughts, ideas over the year, but I've never sent them over. Of course, in the meantime, other listeners have stolen my thunder. That's what happens, guys. The train is wow. moving. But here's some thoughts. Uh, his episode idea is a roast episode. Uh, and asking what our personal roast would have been a Michael Scott. My idea is beyond that. A full episode with roasts of each character, one at a time. Prepare nice. some funny lines, drops, zings, and let's roast some office. 
Uh, we could even finish that with a roast of each other. I don't know if we could stomach that, but we could try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're way too sensitive for that. I think yeah. so. <laughs> I think so. Um, we'll okay. leave the roasting to to our fans. <laughs> of course. Yeah, they get a healthy dose of that. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was. I love the idea that we can uh, we can revisit that at some point. Yeah. yeah totally. I need I need to think of some roasts. I don't have any off the top of the dome, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, oh, this is the last one. Um, Katie sent us an email, uh, MSPC, I presume. Hey guys, it's Katie from Ohio. Fun fact, I actually go to Miami University, which is where Kelly runs off to and yeah. Ryan Fathers are in yeah. season nine. They hang out with Gloria Estefan and LeBron James. Yeah, right. Uh, I could tell you that, uh, Kelly definitely should have kept her coats. Um, <laughs> Uh, you guys talk about physical comedy moments on the show a lot, and I think you should do a physical comedy fantasy draft. There's so many moments, especially from Michael and Dwight, that you might want to do them separately or make a rule that you have to pick moments from five different characters. I think this could be a really fun episode. Love listening to the pod every week. I wish I could fire Shelly. That's great. Yeah, I would love to do that. I think that's... So out of those three... Roast episode, physical comedy moment draft, and a alternate, uh, or we could even do a draft of like alternate characters for a for a you know five man squad or whatever we want to do. Uh, which of those which one should we do? do? Yeah. Which one should we do first? I mean, I guess I guess we could um, we could leave it up to to listeners if you want to write in and tell us what mm. sounds best to you. We we'll leave it up to our Patreon patrons. poll. It'll, yeah. it'll be a Patreon poll. There you go, and that's yes. what we're doing next week. We're making a Patreon poll of those three, um, so you can uh, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott, if you would like to vote on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you to everyone who, who who wrote in your questions. Thank you so much. Uh, I will. I want to make a modifier to the roast idea uh, I'm mm-hmm. having right now because, like, if we just sat and read roasts of characters, uh, that would go pretty quick. But I'm wondering, what if we instead do? like an insult draft on the show. Yeah. Is that, that, was, yeah, that might be better. Like best, or, and then we could yeah. think of some best yeah. roasts on the show or like something, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all. Those are the only emails. Yeah. I we can modify the topics a little bit. Maybe some, I mean, well, we'll let people decide on what the full episode topic is, but like, you could also kind of like the Dwight idea you could do in the conference room, perhaps, you know, that kind of thing, but we'll figure it out. But as always appreciate the, uh, the input, the suggestions. Uh, thanks for interacting with us. Thank you very much. And now it is time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. This week's trivia is sent in by Rowan. Rowan White writes, Rowan writes, <laughs> Hello, Sean, Edwin, and Alex. Hello. I made some music trivia. Hi. I hope you like it. Um, and and this is actually an, this is an awesome trivia, Rowan. Thank you so much. I think... We'll only have time for some of it tonight, but uh, we I, I'm going to save the rest of it for later. Um, so let's start here, though. OK, question one is soloists. Andy, Andy and Michael sing all the time. Other characters sing only once or twice. What songs do these characters sing on the show on their own or as a soloist? Bonus, if you can name the episode. Karen. What does Karen sing? Oh, in the uh, every little thing. She oh, does every little thing. Just magic. magic. Yeah, Phyllis's yeah. wedding. Phyllis's wedding. Yes. Good call, Alex. I was thinking about like the. Yeah, I think Jim with his phone. I was oh, thinking totally. of. Uh, I was. I was stuck on. Um, I went to the mountains. <laughs> I went to closer. <laughs> I am to find. Tuna. Tuna. <laughs> 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 Andy, no acapella. Pause. <laughs> I went to the mountains. <laughs> what about Stanley? What song does Stanley sing? Closing time. Closing. Yeah, that's <laughs> a beautiful moment. <laughs> I did not know that song before, and when I found out what about it, I did not care for it. <laughs> but that song means it's time to go home. Dude, uh, it's Stanley. in season nine. It's in season nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, season eight. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, eight, eight because Andy in and Robert California, Gettysburg. I don't know. 
Doomsday. Doomsday. Maybe go out for a little dancing. <laughs> Did I say Messina? <laughs> what song? The best. <laughs> what song does Angela sing? Little Drummer Boy. That's right. Which of Benny, course, Benny on Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this Full this should perfect posture. Hands on the diaphragm. Yeah. The Catholic, the Catholic choir hands. With Dwight holding the microphone so that yeah. she can <laughs> link her hands together. Um, you guys should know this one. Roy. What song does Roy sing? Oh, that at his wedding. Oh, um, yeah. There, uh, She's Got Away by Billy Joel. She's got a way mm-hmm. about her. Mm-hmm. The episode wedding. is... Uh, it, no, I'm just kidding. It's Roy's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, how about uh, how about Jan? Uh, son of a preacher man. That's right. And, and the shapes and colors. Their shapes, what colors? <laughs> Whatever that is. I, I would I would have to go. Also say that she. <laughs> the hostages are under the stadium. <laughs> oh, that's good too. <laughs> she also doesn't sing Hunter's song, but she feels it. Like she's basically yes. she's singing it on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, wrap it up in a pan. Never, ever, ever forget your man. Remember, she sings that too. <laughs> yeah, she, and right. she does like yeah. that. Ah, yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> All right, this is a question that we've gotten before. That I'm sure we've gotten before. Yeah. And this question is actually the one time that the three of us actually did office trivia together. This was one of the okay. What, okay. What song does Pam sing in the show? She uh, does the karaoke with Meredith. No, you are the one I love the nope. most. Just smile for me and let the oh, day begin. Man. You are the sun and the stars. It's in the bird funeral. It's a, a, on the wings of love. Is, is on the what wings it's of love. A, a grief counseling. Nice yes, you're right. Nice call. You're right. Nice call. Uh, and and finally, Jim. What song does Jim sing? Oh, he sings. Um... Uh, what is it? He sings the karaoke with Michael at his party. Oh, Islands this in the Stream. Is, this is solo. Oh, this solo. is sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, that was Islands uh. in the Stream, which I also sang at my wedding. <laughs> uh, what a great party! Uh, sh- shout out to my wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Why can't I think of? Uh... Well, he said, "Oh no, that's not solo." I was about to say, "Oh, oh, oh Indigo Girls." Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She always sings with me. Um, I can tell you guys. No. Give me the hint. The answer, no, no. Give me the episode. I might, I might need help remembering when this ep- is. Wait, give me the episode first, if you have that. Initiation. Oh. Uh, okay. uh, 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 love me, love me. Oh, the, the <laughs> Cranberries? <laughs> love, like yeah. love Fool. Love, no, no, no. It's love, a fool. love Fool by, uh, it's, a, it's like a Scandinavian group or something like that, yeah. Whatever happened to those guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great call, great call. Uh, I think I think that's all we got time for tonight. But then, I, seriously, I'm gonna bring this this trivia back because there's some some great uh, rounds uh, that Rowan has wit- written. Thank you, Rowan. <laughs> yeah. If you have trivia that you'd like to send us, email us mspodcastcompany@gmail.com. Uh, you can also call us up and leave us a message. We love to play them on the show. 503-694-9314. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we have a store, mspcstore.com, where now you can get crewnecks and mugs with characters. Yeah, join us in the CNC. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm wearing mine right now. Yeah. yeah join the crewneck crew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag crewnet crew on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Post your pics. Of course, with incredible artwork by uh, Ryan Lloyd. Uh, you can join us on Patreon. Say hi, Patreon. Ryan. I know she's back there. Join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Become a Scott's Todd. It's five bucks a month. You get a bonus mailbag episode every month. Uh, and, and you can submit your questions through Patreon and we do our best to answer everything we get on there or at least one from everybody. Um, you're Next one coming up soon. 
That's right. We got to do one this this within the next week, I'd say. So uh, and we, we also have the Ted Lasso podcast up there from the second season of Ted Lasso. Uh, ad free um, main feed episodes. Uh, and together we make a, a donation to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. So please join us uh, on Patreon. If you love the show, support us and, and, and hang out with us. So special join a hey, join Patreon. You'll have your own reserved parking spot. Your your beverage of choice from Hank's Caffeine Corner, from Dwight's <laughs> Caffeine Corner. Aaron will eat garbage for your entertainment. <laughs> special thanks to our Scott's Tots. Thank you guys so much for all your love and support. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who designs all of our artwork. And that's. Wait. I was gonna wait till you said something. Wait. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, we we really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, emailing us, for interacting with us on socials, for su- supporting us on Patreon, and just for listening. Um, we love and appreciate you. It's so much fun to hang out uh, and get to do this once a week. It's, it's just the best. And uh, thank you for making it happen um, and continuing to support us. Just uh, we love and appreciate you. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity popping. Give me this up. Yes, sir. I thought Rajanaganda was a boy's name. Da-da. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.